Welcome to the Riding Pine Show Season 5, Episode Number 2, brought to you like Laqua Water. Yes, sir. Uh, Darcy, how you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How you doing? Good, good, man. It's uh, Glad this... to be back on two weeks in a row. Here look we go. At, We're getting look, back in a rhythm. Look at us. Look, look at us. Look at us on this frigid, cold Monday afternoon. It is cold as hell out there. I oh, took my... Uh, Took my three-year-old to her daycare this morning. It was minus 22. It sucked. <laughs> man, it's like, it's really winter out there. Oh, man. It's especially in winter. Going out in the summer is fine with kids. Going outside in the winter with kids is like a whole other ordeal. And I always use like the, the fun to work ratio. Like if it's going to be more work than it is fun, I tend to not do it. And You have five kids. How is it not always more work? We took them we took five of them skating the other day. We're like, okay, the fun to, <laughs> fun to work ratio was like, it was almost at par. And then like somebody threw a fit on the way home and that was you, it. <laughs> you got a hockey stick in Leo's hands yet? He dangling or what? He's a, uh, he's a sports guy. That's for sure. We got him a little ball. I got him two sticks downstairs. We're playing mini sticks all the time. And he's chasing it. And he has a little, he has a hockey book. That's his favorite when he comes here. What yeah. draft, what draft year are we looking out for? 38, 2038 or 2037? 20, oh, what, when, when was he born? He was born to, he was born last year. He's, he's 18 months now or almost 20 months. Okay. Yeah. So he'd be like 2036. Nice. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Unless he gets drafted as a 16 year old special, special conditions just for him. <laughs> you never know, man. I got some strong genes. That's for sure. No kidding. <laughs> strong genes. You never know. Some of my girls might make it to the NHL. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm cracking this open here. Hang on. All right. So how we been? Good, man. Good. In a quick week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Lots of work, lots of kids, lots of all that stuff. You know, the seven days, they don't feel like they used to go by a lot quicker. Don't they? Like, I they feel do. like it would just, it just it snuck up to us. Yeah. Like right away already. It was like yesterday. It was, it was Sunday already. And I feel like we had just, just done the Sunday thing time flies when you're having fun bud and hockey has just been on a roll yeah every single day it's every day uh, there's 116 days in a row that we're gonna have hockey like there's gonna be hockey on all the time oh man man so why don't we jump right into it then let's do it we'll jump right in let me let me pull up the old running order here there's a lot of stuff that has happened we're probably a little behind behind the eight ball in this one um i don't think so Probably a little late, but the guy hasn't even arrived in Columbus yet. He's still, he hasn't even played his first game. So let's just yep. go, go into it. Blockbuster trade happens this week. And I think you probably already broke it down with, uh, with Kyle and somebody else, but let's get like the, the true feelings out here. Cause this is, this podcast is about like wearing our hearts on our sleeve. Oh yeah. And uh, tell me how you feel about the Patrick Liney Dubois trade or Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. And there was other pieces in there, but Ross Levich and, and a second round pick, you know, we can talk about that later sidebar, but this one for one trade essentially is how I'm looking at it. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. If it, it's a one for one, you know, it, for all intents purposes, but Ross Levich could be the, um, I don't know. He could be a key piece in this trade who he's a Columbus guy, right? He's from Columbus. So it'll be interesting to see him playing for, in his hometown or wherever close to where he grew up. Um, my feel initially was that 
Columbus had probably won the trade with looking at line a going back. And then I really did some deep diving into it. And I sort of broke down the whole, what happened to Pierre-Luc Dubois, why didn't it work out there. And a lot of it sort of pointed back to uh, John Tortorella in my mind. And I think that he coaches these guys all the same. He doesn't give preferential treatment and it's good for a lot of people, but I don't know that Patrick line is that type of coachable player mm. where he's going to thrive in a John Tortorella system. So unless, unless they've got, you know, plans of moving Tortorella out, I can't see this being very favorable for Columbus on this trade. And I think Pierre-Luc Dubois being a second line center in Winnipeg with uh, Shifley and then Pierre-Luc Dubois is the second line center. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm leaning towards a futures call that Winnipeg won this trade. Yeah. And it's only because, you know, nothing to take away from Patrick Line. He's a superstar. He can score 50 goals in the league. He hasn't yet, but he can. Um, but you got to look at it too. Patrick Line was playing with Blake Wheeler. He was playing with Mark Shifley. He's playing with, uh, you know, like you go up and down the line, but big buff when he was there. And he scored 52 of his 150 goals on the power play. Where's the firepower in Columbus other than him now? I mean, they were, yeah. he was the fourth guy you talk about in Winnipeg. He's not going to be anymore in Columbus. He is the guy in Columbus now. Yeah. And, but so, who's, feed, who's feeding them that puck? Like Cam Atkinson, Max, yeah. Max Domi, who yeah. hasn't looked incredible. Like Boone he's not Jenner. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, or I mean, Rinsky, they've got guys. Those guys. Like, yeah. They've got guys, but nothing like Winnipeg had. Winnipeg no. is, you know, like I said, he's the fourth guy you talk about when you talk about Winnipeg, which is crazy to think. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, even Ehlers so and, like, that, that whole lineup, they, they, they're covered in star power. And I think Pierre-Luc Dubois is really going to fit in nicely with that type of group. Um, I just feel like he's going to be a great fit. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, like I said, the, the one – Thing that could really tip the scales in Columbus's favor is if Roslovic comes out and just be, is, is an absolute stud there. Yeah. You know, then and and Line is able to put up thirty-five to fifty goals a year, which is he's totally capable of. And Line does well with John Tortorella. I just see riffs there, and I, I don't think I wouldn't I wouldn't describe Patrick Line as soft, but I just don't see him as a hard coach type of guy that's going to do well in a in a system where coaches yelling at you all the time no and that's 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 torch's deal right that's that's torch's way of of coaching i like that type of coaching personally i feel, I feel like if you're if you're a player's coach which he's not really he's more of a excuse me that soda water's kicking up on me here um he he gets teams to to play as a system if you don't play as a system did you see the shift that pierre Dubois did like, yeah, that you, was ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It, you know what it reminded me of? <laughs> me at your league? <laughs> it reminded me of a vintage Alexei Kovalev in an Ottawa Senators jersey shift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched so many of those shifts from Kovalev where it looked like somebody just helped him over the boards and pushed him. And yeah. he just glided the entire just way. One of these. <laughs> Never took one a stride. <laughs> But then the next game, he scores four goals. And it's like, oh, my God, this guy. Uh, <laughs> Kovalev drove me crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, that shift was um, – that was um, – It was like the – it's like 
going into work and being like, guys, I really don't want to be here, yeah. but I'll see you tomorrow. You know, <laughs> it's like one of those, like, how do you, how do you think those guys on the team felt? Do you think he's a, they feel like he's a douchebag for doing what he did or he's 22, 23 years old. Right? Hey, like, he doesn't, I feel like you, you got to earn your stripes in the NHL. And like, if, if I was like a guy like Shea Weber or something like that, or like one of those, those guys up there, I would have lit him up. I would yeah, like, like Nick Felino. I'm absolutely. sure Nick Felino didn't, wasn't too happy about that. No. That's the one thing for sure. And then you kind of put a bit of a question mark on your back as to how you are with, with being a team player. But I mean, that's, you know, another, another way to look at it is he forced their hand to get him out of there. He asked for a trade prior to the yeah. season. Um, nobody really seems to know what the issue was other than probably it being a Tortorella thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if you remember the playoffs where this year in Toronto, mm. where Tortorella and him were just screaming at each other. Just lit them up. Just, yeah, just lighting each other up on the bench, and all the players are just looking dead ahead. Nobody's jumping in to help either side. Yeah. So I don't know. Teammates probably just grew tired of them, and you, you never know, right? Well, but, you're uh, losing, they're losing players left and right, but they're bringing true. in players like they, they lost, they, they lost. Redman or whatever his name is. They lost Bobrovsky, yeah, um, Seth Jones, right? They lost him. Like they, they're, Seth they're Jones is still there. Is Seth Jones there? Seth Jones is there. Yeah. Oh no, he came over from Nashville, right? Yeah, he got traded in the Johansson Ryan Johansson trade. That's right. And Sorry, that's actually my... something that I wanted to bring up was that Johansson trade because I, I had to go that far back to find the last uh, two players that were drafted that high to be traded for each other. Cause Patrick line, I got 2016 Patrick line in 2016 was a second overall pick and Pierre Luke Dubois was a third overall pick by Columbus. So that's right. For so, and, and I, I, Oh, it's funny. You've got something cause I've done zero research. You all have I nothing was, on this? All I did was I looked back to see what the last memorable trade of two hugely high level draft picks were. And Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson were both full fourth overall picks in different, different years. What do you got for me? Tell me something. Okay. Give me, give me the juice. I'll give you the juice. So down goes Brown. Our buddy down goes Brown. Yes. Um, he tweeted the day after this happened. Right. Um, he tweeted yes uh, before yesterday, which was on whatever January twenty fourth. Right. Uh, the, the last two top three picks from the same draft were yeah. draft, uh, drafted for each other. Traded Nin- for each or, other. Yeah. We're oh, sorry. Traded for each other. It was nineteen ninety five. First okay. round pick was Brian Berard. Second round pick. Wade Redden. Yeah, that's right. They, and they were swapped in the deal on January 23rd, 1996, which marks 25 but, years to the day. But I think they were swapped before they ever played a game in the NHL, right? I don't think they, I, I don't I think know. either of them played for the other team because no. I don't think Brad ever played in Ottawa. No, and not Wade, that I remember, anyways. I mean, I was nine years old. Anyways, wait, but Wade Redden ended up being one of, the, one of your alumni. For the yep. Ottawa Senators, like he was one of the best defensemen ever for the organization, right? The Ring of Honor. That's right. So he's in there. But yeah, that's I went back to nineteen. I heard it somewhere else, but it's uh, nineteen ninety five, man. So hey, again, Tortorella likes to yell at players, likes to get down and dirty. That's who he is. Um, if you're a soft type of player, that is gonna you know look at that as you know I'm just being yelled at. Then he's not going to be your guy. If you play on a team that is part of a system and this coach is saying buy into the system, I think that Patrick Line, this is my two cents on the trade right now, by the way. Um, 
Patrick Lina, could you imagine if Torts gets somebody or a young kid to play to his full potential, how scary that would be? I don't think Patrick Lina has yet to play at his full potential yet. And oh, I agree. I don't think he's gotten the opportunity to be that number one guy. Exactly. So now Torts is probably going to put him in there. He's going to he's going to give him every single opportunity and get him get him to buy into a system that's going to provide quite a bit of offense, right? Who knows? And another big thing is Jarmo Kikalainen. They're both from Finland. They both kind of grew up together. He knows the kid, right? And he, he I don't know if he coached him or anything, but he knows him. And they, they, they are, they're from the same country. And so they could have that kind of connection as well. So maybe that's one reason why he went over there as well. Well, but what I think what I would not be surprised at all is Tortorella is probably not on the longest leash and no. the Kekalainen, Line, Countryman, all that connection. I, I think I think if Line's in for the long haul, yeah, in Columbus, I don't see Torts in for the long haul. There's one year left on Torts's deal. Right. He's got one year left. And he yeah. he's mentioned himself that he's on his back nine. Right. He'd rather he'd rather be up at his ranch rescuing dogs and, and horses than, than yeah. that. And that that looks better for him right now. Right. So, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't blame him. So we'll see what happens. Columbus is having a half decent start. Nothing, you know, nothing. They're not, so they're not blowing the doors off, but uh, the whole yeah, league is I, so tight right now. Oh yeah. Especially. Well, I mean, except for a couple of teams on the top and a couple of teams on the bottom. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll get to the stands in a little bit. there. Oh. And then, <laughs> well, we'll chat about it. We'll chat. Okay. So moving on. We don't know who's going to win this this deal. I think Winnipeg won the deal. That's that when you have your one A as Shifley and your essentially one B as Pierre Luc Dubois, they're both heavy, talented two way two way players. They're going to tear up the league. I yeah, think they're going to be really difficult to play against. And Dubois is just his dad is just down the road too. He's uh, he coaches for Manitoba. It'll be tough to say the same if uh, Roslovic ends up being a star and Liney scores 50. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyways. All right. So I got a little exercise for you. We're going to play armchair GM for a second. So if you were to make a blockbuster trade. Yeah. Today. Yeah. To improve your team. Okay. What would you do? What would be your blockbuster trade on February 1st? The reason I laugh about this is because we just talked about it. When you said Seth Jones is no longer in Columbus, mm-hmm. he is, you know, obviously you, you prepped me with this. So he's the guy that I would trade for, for Ottawa. Really? So here's my reasoning. Ottawa, we'll get into it, but they're having a pretty rough start in terms of uh, defense and goaltending situation. But mostly their defense is just looking God awful. Yeah. Like it is, there are guys on there that aren't NHL hockey players. And it's tough to play NHL teams night in, night out, especially in the North Division. Um, a lot of real teams out here. So um, I would be trading Seth Jones from Columbus in return for Alex Formington, Jacob Bernard Docker, and a second-round pick. Jacob Bernard Docker. So Jacob Bernard Docker is a supposed to be stud he's playing in north dakota right now he was 26th overall pick in 2018 by the Sens, first rounder um he's right shot just like seth jones 
uh, his upside potential in Ottawa is, is massive. Um, you know, you did, you obviously can never be certain until they prove it in the league. Alex Formanton, uh, real speedy would be an unbelievable compliment to Patrick Line. And, um, you know, second round pick for 2022, which will likely still probably be a pretty high pick in the second round. And in return, bring me over Seth Jones, get us, get us some sort of established, amazing defenseman that can help out Thomas Shabbat. And, um, you know, you might be giving up quite a bit, but Ottawa's so deep in the next couple of drafts where we're very deep in the prospect pool and, you want to get some established veterans, not the, you know, no offense to Braden Coburn or anything like that, but he's not the guy that's going to come in and really move the needle at all in terms of helping your team out. He's no. probably a good locker room guy, but yeah, you need guys that are proven stars in this league for the young guys to, to be looking up to and everything. So uh, that is a trade that I'd be looking to make. And Ottawa's had some, you know, we've got some some experience trading with Columbus. You know, we sent Zingle over, we sent Matt Duchesne over in two separate trades. Yeah. Um, so we've got history with with making trades with them. So that would be the trade that I, I'd be I'd be looking at. Hmm. I like that. I mean, you got to start from somewhere, right? You got to start building your team somewhere. And yep. the <laughs> the Ottawa Senators unfortunately don't. The, it doesn't look like even if they do pick high this year. I have no idea what the draft looks like this year. Like, is there anybody that's big that even the first, the, the, the first round of the, from this year, like the, the, number I mean, one I, pick? I, when I think they were losing seven to two against Vancouver a couple games ago, I was deep diving into the upcoming draft. So there's some guys we'll get into it, but we'll get our, uh, we'll get one of our buddies on from that does the prospects. I think it's Steve Ellis. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a good we'll guy. We'll get him back on. He's like and, a yearly uh, guest right around draft time, right? So exactly. So we'll have to reach out to him and see what he thinks about this draft. I'm not reading a whole lot about it being like a super deep draft like last year, but it looks like it's very uh, defenseman heavy. The top five or four of the top five prospects are defensemen this year, which is uh, pretty unusual. So it's supposed to be a great year for defensemen. I don't know overall in terms of star power like we just had i don't yeah. think we're going to see that again for another few years no there's no buzz there's no buzz around the draft this year not like not the yet. last few years no not yet no. anyways i i i sent you this question but i didn't i'm like going through my head and trying to figure out what blockbuster trade would i what i do i don't know if if i'm a gm if i'm somewhere like like in pittsburgh you know that team is on Probably I'm going to say that their, their window of opportunity is maybe another two years. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So what do you do? Do you acquire a big name defenseman? Do you go after, what do you, what do you go after? Do you make a one for one trade and just shake things up, you know, try to bring somebody big in there. I would try and move And this is my, this is my reasoning. And I would go, this would never happen, but I would package of Getty Malkin, <laughs> I just laugh at this one because I know it would never happen. And I would approach Washington Capitals, and I would say, "I'll give you a Getty Malkin and two first-round picks for or for <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin." <laughs> wow! <laughs> Swap the imagine? Russians a little bit younger. You get a little bit of a younger Malkin. Bring him over. Have Sidney Crosby feed Ovechkin. 
they would oh never go God. for it. They would never go for it because Malkin would never uphold to like the. But Malkin's a great hockey player. He's unbelievable. That's not the worst trade ever. I mean, he's got a right? no-move clause, and I don't know that Pittsburgh ever does much deals with uh, Washington. I can't really remember. I think who Brooks Orpic is one of them. I can think of that played on both teams. Maybe Jay Beagle. Not even sure. Can't really think of other players, but uh, I got to see if it's like, PS4 approved. They're not like, well, I don't hate it. I mean, it's funny because when you asked this question, I was looking for what team I would blow up. And I've got open right now is the cap friendly for the Pittsburgh Penguins because that's the team that I would blow up. Yeah, absolutely. And Malkin and Crosby both are not on my. No. Like I, I'd move either of them in order to, to rebuild because what you can get for these guys right now is, you know, still Sidney Crosby, still top five player. His absolutely. decline is still a better than 99% of NHL players will ever achieve. Exactly. That. Exactly. And I have a bold prediction that Sidney Crosby will be a Montreal Canadian by the end of his career. That's another Harper hot take. <laughs> and write it down. <laughs> write it down. I'm telling you. I, I have for some reason. And somebody mentioned it. I don't know. Somebody. I think it was James Duffy or somebody said that. If if this doesn't pan out, and if Jim Rutherford, whenever he retires, and they bring in the new guy, Rutherford's done. He just quit out of nowhere. Just quit. Just quit just this week. He just quit. Yeah. He's awfully old though. Like when yeah. you look at him, he's time to hang him up. I mean, they probably still have another two years, but he wants he wants out of there. Anyways, so that's my trade. Malkin, two first round picks for for Ovechkin. It's probably overpaying, to be honest. Oh probably my god. But imagine that. Yeah, Imagine Crosby feeding Ovechkin. That'd be so fun. You would essentially be handing, I don't know, would you, do you think that do you think that they win a Stanley Cup that, that those two on the same team? I don't know, man. I mean, I I don't hate it, but when you've got like Cody Cece as one of your top defensemen, we saw how that worked out in Toronto. And uh is Cece again, in I, Pittsburgh? I, yeah, I always yeah. harp on this guy. I feel bad. Because he's an Ottawa guy, and you know, I was really excited when Ottawa drafted him. But uh, he's just bad. He's just not good. It's hard to watch. So, um, I mean, the thing is with them, it's it's all, it's all cap issues, right? And by moving Evgeny Malkin, you're freeing up nine and a half million dollars cap space. Now, Ovechkin's making the same type of money, so you're not really helping anything by that one to one trade. But for me, when I was talking about you know armchairing a GM team, and it was going to be Pittsburgh. I was looking at, you know, clearing up 19 million, get rid of Crosby, get rid of Malkin. Yeah. Just get the younger guys and just build a farm that in two or three years, you know, some early established guys, but just raid a team who's got a ton of draft picks, ton of draft stock and lots of prospects and move one of those guys out there. But no, Hey, I don't, I mean, it's fun to think about. It would never happen, but I don't. I, I love it. Hey, this is the fantasy armchair expert or armchair armchair expert. That's a podcast, but the armchair GM, just fantasy world. And I'm into it, man. Put put it out in the universe. See what happens because we need I'm something to talk it. about. We need something to talk about. So okay, so let's. Who is? Let's. We're talking about Pittsburgh real quick. Give me your top two GM for the for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The job. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, I don't even know who's out there right now. I got mine, too. I'll give you mine. Number one. Who do you got? Mark Mark Crawford. Mark Crawford. Ted Nolan. Ted Nolan. Number two, 
and I always I just love this guy, and he was a GM before for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pierre Maguire. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is that I don't know if Pierre Maguire would get any work done just staring into Sidney Crosby's eyes twenty four seven because that guy is in love with Sidney Crosby. He sure like is. I think Crosby's got a restraining order against him. I'm not sure that they're allowed within a hundred meters of each other. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was the GM in 1992 or 91-92, right? Or 90 Look, man, Pierre looks like a cartoon condom, but he knows his hockey. He you sure know? does. And he knows like, where you where you bunked in, like what dorm you were in. And <laughs> he knows everything. He's like, he knows what cologne you used to wear when you played in the minor leagues. Like, he knows that stuff. <laughs> no, like all joking aside, he is a definite – I don't know if he's being shunned or anything by the league because – even when Bergevin, when they were talking about potentially moving him out, Pierre Maguire was a top candidate in that yeah. list. Well, he lost know? the job um, to Bergevin. Right. To, to become, like, that would have been revolutionary. I don't know what he would have done, but whew. Well, I mean, I'd he like was in, him. that's right. He was in Pittsburgh back in the 90s. Um, exactly. Yeah. He was a scout for them and stuff. I don't know if he was ever GM, but I know he was a scout for the Penguins. Was he a GM? I thought he was I don't GM. Anyway. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But I think he was he a little was, young back then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, we're talking like Mario Lemieux, like heyday Yager Lemieux days when he was scouting. But, no, he knows his hockey, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, I I don't hate it. Other than that, I don't really know much GM floating around. Shirelli? Peter Shirelli. Who would be out there, yeah. Yeah, but he really – he put a dent in his uh, legacy in Edmonton there. So, I I don't know that any team's going to give him a shot because he's still – he still thinks you need the six foot five, two hundred and forty pounders to win a game, and that's not when you got guys like Cole Caulfield coming up and stuff like that, five foot four and scoring thirty goals on you. Um, <laughs> game's changed. Four. Yeah, five foot four. That's oh, true. sorry, that's what he's listed at. He's probably five two. <laughs> true, true. Oh man, these guys could fly though. Oh, okay. I've been watching a lot of college hockey this year though because North Dakota has four sends prospects. Yeah. So I've really gotten into like, I didn't understand how the NCAA worked with the different uh, divisions and all that sort of stuff. So I spent an entire night just going through all the divisions and seeing the teams and uh, good hockey, man. The Big Ten Conference where Caulfield's playing and it's pretty cool, man. It's very cool. He's leading the country in goals right now. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, he's uh, he's pretty good. He's got the puck on a string. He can pass and he can. He's got a wicked shot. He could put. I that personally thing. think it's going to translate to the NHL level. I mean, assuming Absolutely. he doesn't get killed, but it's not the same game anymore. So no. they're just waiting for him to become a man. They're waiting yeah. for him to not hit puberty because he's done that, and nothing, nothing on Cole Caulfield. But like, he needs to just put on some man strength. I think he needs to sprout his first beard hair. Yes. and then they'll let him in. Yeah, that's right. As soon as it goes. Bing, <laughs> he's gonna his phone's gonna ring that's right <laughs> anyways all right uh so we're gonna take a second here and we're going to uh throw it over to you for um our uh sponsor of the evening or the afternoon this one's a little bit odd we got called by <clears throat> famous ray's deep dish chicago pizza so famous ray's has been in business a family business since 1954 Famous Ray's guarantees 30-minute delivery on any deep dish pizza. And this is something the Famous Ray's guarantee. If you don't like your pizza, he will come himself and give you your money back. Famous Ray's stands by his pizza. And uh, 
Yeah, so go ahead to famousraise.com and put the RPS code in for 15% off your first pie. Famous Rays. When Famous Rays deep dish pizzeria. And have you ever been to Chicago? Yes. Yes. Have you ever did you go did you go for straight for the deep dish when you went? Yes. I went to Chicago three years ago, I think in October. That's when I went to see Ray. Remember when we went to see Ray? I, yes, took, I, I snapped some pictures. I went to Top Golf with him and schooled him. Of course. It was, it was like I was playing against a kindergartner. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ray. Uh, but no, it was fun. But I had just finished going to, I'm pretty sure, a famous Ray Chicago deep dish place. And divine. Let me just say, let me say that. It's different than anything you've ever had. Yep. And I ordered a large. And I had a piece and a half. And I, I'm still full. It's three years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't the biggest uh, wasn't the biggest fan. I knew it's something you had to do when you went to Chicago, and maybe I just overhyped it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread. It's a, a lot it's of bread. cheesy. It's cheesy. Okay, thank but you, that's, Famous that's, Ray. That's something. Well, yeah, but Famous Ray, he 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 sort of banks on the fact that his his dough isn't quite as thick as the rest. So <laughs> you got to give Famous Ray a shot. Tell him Ryan Pine um, sent you. Ah, the boys. All right. Thank you, Famous Raids. Moving on to, let's do a little bit of, um, we'll talk about our respective teams because we just love doing that. Oh, no, Uh, I know you would love to do that right now. That's for sure. I'm letting you go first, though. So we're going to talk about, uh, let's talk about the Sens season so far. They started with a little bit of hype. And now what's going on? Well, uh, they have the league's worst save percentage as a goalie tandem at around 850 after last night, which is just awful. They haven't had the same lineup twice. I don't think I've ever seen the same lines on the ice twice. Um, not sure what's happening. DJ Smith's just trying to, trying to figure it out and, but, you know, I just feel like it's the team that he's given. He's not, there aren't a whole lot of options. You know, the, the, the young players are going to get better and it's going to be a lot of growing pains, but you don't want to beat the youth out of them. And I don't feel like Dorian did quite enough to get the vets that he did bring in. I'm not overly impressed with. I mean, uh, Kenny Dadnov is, he scored one goal and it was super lucky. It wasn't even a really nice goal. So we, we brought him in to be a 30-goal guy. He's not looking like that at all. Uh, Patrick Stepan, he's good. I know what he's a locker room guy. I keep saying that. But there's only so many friggin' locker room guys you need <laughs> on a team. There's only so much you know? culture you could infuse into a Well, into that's a it. And he's been okay. Uh, Nick Paul's been probably one of our steadiest guys, which is a nice surprise. Um, Chucky, what about Galchenyuk? Uh, I mean, oh, Galchenyuk, he's been a healthy scratch more often than he hasn't so they're not really giving him too scratch. much of a oh yeah yeah he's been healthy scratch maybe five five of the nine games that's crazy because he's probably one of your more talented guys on the ice well it's always been uh, work ethic with him though so maybe he's just not showing it but like could be that i mean we still do have quite a few guys in the minors and i'm not sure if we're trying to save them from the seattle expansion draft and that's why we're going to have another awful year but uh this the game last night against Edmonton, it was 4-1 in, you know, blink of an eye in the first period. Ten minutes left. They'd already scored four four goals. Matt Murray got yanked after three softies. Um, 
not willing to give up on anything now. And I'm not the typical, you know, Fairweather fan. I've been, been a sense fan, you know, that's never, I've never wavered, you know, ownership issues, all that sort of stuff. It's never wavered my, my fandom. So stay on this bandwagon. I still think they're going to have a much better second half to the year. I mean, you got to remember they hadn't played a game since March. A lot of these guys, uh, you know, our rookies are very young, uh, just learning the league. So it's tough, but this is reminiscent, you know, of the early to mid nineties sends not quite their first year where they were the worst team of all time, but, uh, sort of a 94, 95 team that was just about to start figuring it out and then got good after. So yeah. Reminiscent of like Detroit patience. from last year. It's going to, yeah, it's going to take some patience. And uh, it's just going to be a lot of hard losses. You know, I mean, the one bright spot, I guess, it could take away from last night's 8-5 is that they they did put up five goals. Now, the goaltender Edmonton head in was first NHL game ever. He didn't look that good. So, I don't know. I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl had 11 points last night. Yeah, their record when they have a multi-point game is is unreal. You can't. You have to at least shut one of them down. You you, you got to focus. If you if you go focus on both, that's insane. The thing McDavid does with the puck is like uh, he it's, doesn't need to score. It's alarming how good he is. Every time he's on the ice, he makes something happen. Every single time. And I mean, the goal he scored two nights ago against Toronto. Oh. That's probably one of his best of his career. Yeah. It's highlight and, reel after highlight reel after highlight reel. We've never seen a guy like this all the time. Did you see after he scored, he was playing it all cool, and then James Neal came and said something to him, and then he smiled, and it's just like, you know the smile was like, yeah, I am that good. Yeah, I'm that like, good. Even he knows how ridiculous that goal was. Did you see that smile? That's like the funniest part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he couldn't stop after. So cheeky. Like, so cheeky. Yeah, James Neal came over and said something to him, McDavid smiled, and that's like, what do you yeah. think he said to him? What, what? I don't like well, probably just something like, are you kidding me? Like, or you don't even need us. <laughs> yeah. He literally took it from behind his own net and just within four seconds of pucks in the back of the other net. Oh yeah. It's, it's so, so crazy. It's unreal. The speed yeah. that he moves his body, it's the twitch muscles. It's the, it's the, the moving of his body and the, the hand. We've never seen a player like this. I've never seen a player like this. And since Sidney Crosby came into the league, like back in whatever, 04 or whatever it was. Yeah. Like that, yeah. when he came in, there was a lot of hype around him and the, what he was doing with the puck and how he was moving. And it's like, we're witnessing it now. It's like the next generation, which is yeah. unreal. I just love it. The guy's on, he's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely so to, to quickly recap where I'm at with the Sens, it's going to be a long season. How's Stutzla? Doubt about that. Stutzla had a hell of a goal last night. He's looking good. He's still, he just really does look like a baby deer out there. He's so good, mm. but he's like over, um, he's like over stick handling, overpassing. He's just, he's not taking that extra split second to make the decision. He just kind of feels like he's, he's feeling a bit rushed and stuff, but he's going to be as good as, as everybody was talking about. Like he, when he, the goal he scored last night was just insane. Um, he's he's going to be a superstar. So, you know, I'm hoping Tuchuk doesn't, you know, get suspended every game because he's <laughs> getting so frustrated, and that guy is not a guy you want frustrated. He's going to drop the gloves more than, you know, any Sense fan would want him to. But, you know, I think if they can get through the first couple of months here without, you know, fans trying to scream to fire the coach and all this sort of stuff, just yeah. stay the course. Get another lottery pick, 
you know, where this isn't the year, but you know, in the next couple of years, Bernard Docker's coming up, Jake Sanderson's coming up, Shane Pinto, Alex Formanton, Eric Eric Brandstrom. I mean, we got guys for days coming up in the system. I don't understand why they're not doing it now. Like, well, that's what I think. The only thing is that makes sense is you go, you can't protect them all from the expansion, and you don't want to lose any of those guys. True. Yeah. It's just like at some point you're gonna have to put all your ducks all or all your what is it all your eggs in one basket and you just have to go for it. You're gonna have like there's just so much talk about about how good their pool is, about good their prospect pool is, and all these guys coming up. Put them in the league then. Let's see what they do. Like let's, yeah. let's get them going. Like how else are you gonna do it? They're gonna get older and older and older, and they're they're gonna they're gonna pass their like prime years. Like all these all these guys are in their twenties now, right? Like they're they're ready. They're, they're the the Norris, Batherson, Tuchuk, Stutzel, Shabbat. You know what? Shabbat hasn't been playing that well, but uh, he looked um, like he looked awful in Vancouver. I didn't know what was going on. It was actually something I'd never seen before. I think maybe he's putting a little too much pressure on himself, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I think, you know, they just need to get a couple of wins in a row or, you know, two or three sort of thing get back off this god-awful road trip. They have another game, yay, against Edmonton tomorrow night. That's always great after getting snubbed out by them to let McDavid score another five on you. McDavid, but, uh, McDavid has 22 points in nine in 10 games. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, these guys are going to challenge the 100-point mark in a 56-game season, I think. Could you imagine? Well, I, we should I put mean, a bet I, on that. We should put a bet on it. I think if we had to do over-under, I'd set it at like something ridiculous like 89 and a half. And how do you take the under on that? Yeah, that'd be no, that'd be <laughs> these guys are nuts. I just I feel so bad for them. I feel I I honestly feel bad. It's like it's the same team. It's the same product on the ice year after year after year after year. It's like from the Taylor Hall to the to the Eberleys to the to all that. It's the same product on the ice year after year. Superstars that put up points, but you lose your games. Like that's just that's how it's looking every year. So why don't we jump into talking about uh, Les Habitants. Les Habitants. Oh, okay. They're looking pretty good. You gotta you can't you can't take that away from me. They're, I don't. I won't take it away from you. I'm not happy early. about not happy about giving it to you, but I'll give it to you for a four oh and two or for five oh and one or whatever they started off. Yeah, they're the first the first team, I think, since the nineteen sixty four five or 66 Canadians to start on a seven game road trip or six game road trip and put up a point in every game. So that's like, that's going back quite a bit. So they're, they're feeling it. They're buzzing. They're doing well. There are the guys we brought in like Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli and Nick Suzuki that he's coming up again. Those guys are doing what they were supposed to do. And Mark Bergeron looks like a genius. Right. When you look at a guy like like Max Domi, I don't even know how many points he has, maybe a few, maybe four or three. He's not looking good. He's not looking good out there. Um, the team looks good. The team looks like they're on the puck. Like I used to watch hockey with my wife all the time. And she, she used to always say, why aren't they like going to the puck? <laughs> why aren't they chasing the puck? Why is the other team always getting there first? I was like, babe, it's because they suck. And <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. I would tell them to do that too. But if the players on the ice are better than those players, they're going to get the puck first. That's that's how hockey works. Um, but yeah, no, they're on the puck first. You got guys like Brendan Gallagher and Josh Anderson and um, 
Kotkaniemi and Dano and, and those guys, and they're just the game that I notice is like they're the culture has changed. There's been a culture shift in the organization. When you got a guy like Joel Edmondson that comes in, who is not known for his offensive swagger or whatever you want to call it, but somebody got hit. I think Tyler Myers hit by, or Tatar or something like that, but he came in and he drops the gloves instantly, levels the guy. It was a good fight. He dominated it. And then the whole team just like just turned around. They win that game. Uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. Like, I've been waiting for a player to do that, you know? Like, Andrew Shaw used to do that a lot, but he used to lose his fights and then get a concussion. Um, it, yeah. The team is just buzzing. The team is doing well. They're, they lost. They got shut up by Calgary yesterday or two days ago. That's fine. Whatever it is, what it is. You, you win some, you lose some. Um, but I think they're really going to compete for that top spot in the North all year. And if they can continue on this path and maybe make a tweak or two, but – Bringing in a high-end talent is going to be – they're going to be asking for a guy like Suzuki or, um, you know, like a Kotkaniemi or something like that. Or You don't want to give up those guys right now. Personally, I don't want to give them up. There's not a ton in the wings, though, is what I'm looking at. you got a lot of young players on your team, but there's not a whole lot going on down below other than Colefield and, you know, Caden, Primo, and all those guys. Right now, you don't have to worry about that. Just, you know, run with the team you got. Hopefully, you got a couple exactly. of two or three solid chances here to to get yourself somewhere in a playoff run um, yeah. and then worry about the, the fallout. You know, if it doesn't work, then it's going to suck. But oh, you yeah. can't be trading for the future right now when you got a team Buzzing. that you've got. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm in Carey Price is playing phenomenal. Jake Allen's pr- playing just as good. They're, they're neck and neck in terms of their, their, they're sharing the workload, which is what you want to see. I don't know. I've never had so much fun watching those hockey games, albeit I haven't watched like full games in a while. But still, I haven't had this much fun watching a Habs game in years. And there's a buzz around the team. And uh, yeah, they're young. They're fast. I love it. Well, if it seems like I don't like you because you're having a lot of fun watching your team, that's true. That's true. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say. Because I'm still hurting over here. Last night I was just sitting on my couch. Just I think I got a bit of a sore neck from shaking my head for so long in a row. Where I'm just like, what the hell just happened? Like Mike Riley, who we picked up from you guys. Um, he's like one of the worst defensemen in the league. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably, but he's a top four in Ottawa. So uh, <laughs> that's sort of where, I mean, if that's... That's where we can measure. I, I almost spit my passion fruit LaCroix all over the place. <laughs> Thank you, passion fruit LaCroix. So, uh, so okay. what? What he did? Okay, so hit the puck behind his net. Okay, no big deal. We're on the power play. He makes a sixty-foot pass to an Edmonton Oiler streaking right up the blue line. Like literally, gave him almost a breakaway pass. And there wasn't even a cent in in sight. It wasn't like he intercepted it. It was like he taped to taped it to an Oiler. He comes in, shop misses, whatever. He then Mike rather than circles behind the net, blows a tire when the puck comes to him, completely blows a tire, falls on his ass. He's trying to get the puck. It's under his body. So an oiler player goes to get it. He just from his ass, sitting down, grabs onto the guy's stick and just holds it. Literally. And I'm sitting on the couch, like, what are you doing? Penalty. McDavid scores. It's like, or Nugent Hopkins scores. I'm just like, that was maybe the worst NHL shift I've seen in my entire life. That was way worse than Dubois. I'd rather have, 
I don't know. Would you rather guy have a guy like like him, like going all out and causing you penalties, or a guy like Dubois, like just not wanting to be there? I mean, I, he might as well just turn and rifle the top cheese in his own net because that's how bad he wanted the other team to score that shit. Yeah, you can't. I couldn't you believe can't it. Can't put McDavid and Drysaitel on the power play. Like you should be playing your most disciplined hockey against that team specifically. Yeah, they gave him four power play goals last night. Like, you're not winning against yeah. Edmonton if you give him five Definitely power not. plays, period. Well, good Anyways, luck it to is the what it is. It's, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I know you don't mean it, but uh, I do mean it. Okay. I do mean it. I mean, I mean it because I don't it want they're them. So brutal. I just don't want them. You guys need in. You guys need to start your upswing soon. It's just been on like this dumpster fire for so long that something good needs to happen for this team. It's been like since uh, like how many two or three years ago where Melnick started saying all that stuff. I feel like that's where it started, where Carlson got traded, all that stuff. So anyways, upswing. Let's let's move on because I don't want to see you cry. So let's go to the next one. <laughs> Just scars that... on my heart, man. Scars on my heart. I see tears in your eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so real quick, because um, yeah. I want to recap our picks from last week. Of course you do. Right. But before that, the only time you ever bring this up is when you go three and oh, and I go oh for three because that's what happened. (laughs) You can always tell your motivation when you write these (laughs) these running orders. (laughs) Next week, you'll be like, Do you have an order? Like, no, I forgot. No, forgot. Montreal's (laughs) lost four straight. Shut up. Montreal's bottom of the league. Um, (laughs) All right. So I want to see what's your biggest surprise so far this year. And what's your biggest flop? So you can either give me player or team. Biggest surprise. Hmm. Florida Panthers being undefeated after six games, 5-1-1. I'll give them that. Ooh, I like um, that. Haven't really watched any of their hockey, to be honest with you. So I was, I was just really looking at that division because it's a bad hockey division, or it's supposed to be, and uh, wanted to see where the Hurricanes were. We're going to line up in there. They're they're four, five, and one right now. But uh, yeah, Panthers are probably the last undefeated regular season team. I think Montreal. Yeah, they just lost their first one to Calgary. That yesterday. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not looking at the standings, but uh, I don't believe there's another team who has not lost a game in regulation. Maybe the Dallas Stars. Uh, Washington Capitals, my Stanley Cup pick. They haven't lost. They haven't lost in regulation. In regulation. No, and they got 15 points this year. Well. Good Montreal on. has so the me, best goals differential in the league. That's great. I like that. Yeah, you guys are you're lighting it up. We're buzzing. So We're that's buzzing. my biggest surprise, or you know, yay for them. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, I'm not loving the uh, start to Alexi Lafreniere's career. Oh, that was. My, uh, we're gonna piggyback on each other there. That's uh, okay. That's my biggest because flop of the year so far. So one goal. games and one point, it was a nice goal. Um, yeah. The overtime winner, a really nice goal. Uh, you see where the skill comes from, but eight games, and it's not like they're, they're you know, uh, babying him and playing him 11, 12 minutes a game. He's getting, you know, first-line minutes. He's getting right away. power play time. He's getting, like, he's out there playing real, you know, real hockey. But what is he? He's... He's a he's minus three. Yes, yeah, minus three. 
Eight games played, I don't one know. goal. I mean, I've I think I watched maybe four or five shifts. And does he does he have the help out there? Yeah, he's got Panarin. He's got who else does he have on that team? He's got you know Zabanajad. Zabanajad. Like he's he's got a pretty good forward line. Like these they're good, but you got to do it by committee. This this league is no longer like everybody had. There was so much buzz around this guy. And it just goes Capo to show. Capocacco's quiet too. I mean, the whole team is not looking that good, and they've got a lot of young potential stars too. So, oh yeah. Well, that's that was my biggest flop. My and like my biggest surprise was, I don't even know. Like, there's the the team is the league is so so tight. There's like seven points from from top to bottom that separates everybody. So it's just it's too early to see what's my biggest surprise. Um, Obviously, I, I do like the Washington Capitals as my surprise for the year. I didn't, I knew they were going to win the cup, but I didn't know they were going to start it off like this. Um, but Tampa, you Tampa know Bay, they're going to win the cup. I know they're going to win the cup. I know it's just, it's, I'm going to, if I had money, I would put it on a bet. Who's um, their goalie in uh, in Washington? Samsonov. Okay. Uh, Ilya yeah. Samsonov. Ilya right. Samsonov. He's pretty good. Yeah. Because so it was supposed to be Lundquist. Supposed to be Lundquist, but he has like heart problems or like some like heart defect yeah. or something um so our thoughts go out to him hopefully he's for he's sure good. so anyways, yeah the heart's a big deal so um anyways let's agree on our biggest flop and let's hope he has a better start to his career it's a super shitty season to probably start your career in with no fans or something like that but um i'm definitely pulling for him but i do have that bet long-term three-year bet with my buddy kev from for more points stutzel or lafreniere so, and you said Stutzel? I said Stutzler. Stutzler. Okay. <laughs> From Deutschland, sorry. I want, uh, I want, yeah. Pretty okay. cool bet because Kev's out in Vancouver. So um, oh, I kind of made nice. the bet hoping Lafreniere to win. But uh, anyways, should be interesting. All right. So so I went 3-0 last week. Yeah, you went zero and three. I went zero and three. It's okay. It's okay. You know, we all have our ups and downs, and uh, uh, it'll probably be flip flop next week. So, why don't we make You're our gonna picks? You're going to stay pod committed. Yeah, I'll let, staying... I'll let you make your. I'll make. I'll let you make your p- picks first. Okay, I'm staying pod committed. Let's go all the way to Saturday, and we're playing the Ottawa Senators. It's going to be fun. I would almost. I would almost bet. In any other circumstance, I would bet Ottawa to win this game. But this year, which is the way that they're playing, give me the Habs, and I'm pod committed. So Habs against the Senators Saturday night. Um, keep it going. I'm going to say the Islanders are going to take the game against the Penguins at 7 o'clock. At, they're at home. Okay. And give me the Oilers over the Flames. Ooh. Late game, I'm not staying up to watch it. All right. A lot of this has to do with, okay, who is coming off a of back-to-back? Which team's traveling? Which, you know, are they back-to-back against each other? Is it yeah. going to be a second goalie play, the backup? It's tough to but beat two then teams you remember, Then you remember it's the NHL and it doesn't matter. Nope. And, and two nights can be completely different. Um I'm going to start on a Tuesday night for the first time to keep it interesting for the fans so they don't have to wait all the way to Saturday to make fun of me for my calls. Yeah, sorry, Piners. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Dallas Stars 
uh, in Columbus. So give me Dallas. I still like the Stars. They're looking pretty good to start the year. Uh, nope. We'll. We're going to go to Wednesday. I'm going to take a gimme, which means I probably lose. I'm taking Tampa Bay at home versus the Detroit Red Wings. Tampa Bay is 20th in the league right now. They're better than a 20th place team. So I figure what better way to turn your fortunes around. They have uh, six games played, though. Like Chicago has played 10 games, and teams like Vancouver have played 11, and they have 12 points. So it's... And I'm going to go to – I'll take a Saturday night game because I love Saturday night too. games. Uh, what day of the week is that? The 6th. Saturday is, uh, is sa- Saturday. <laughs> that is the day of the week. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, like the – ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to take Colorado in – St. Louis. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, and there's another big game coming up on the weekend. This is a special bonus pick. Special bonus pick. This weekend is the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. This weekend's the Super Bowl. And we're not gonna I'm not gonna deep dive on this because I know nothing. Okay. Nothing about the NFL, but I'm gonna make my quick pick and I'm gonna say you cannot bet against Tom Brady. Okay. He's won 18% of 18% of every Super Bowl. He's won them. That's insane. This is his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. In 20 seasons or 19 seasons. This insane. is his 10th Super Bowl appearance. In in the NFL, it's tough to make the playoffs two years in a row. It is. Um, as any franchise. I mean, there's some that have obviously done it. You know, uh, case in point, the New England Patriots hadn't missed the playoffs since 2008. Yeah. Uh, until this year. I guess the... I, uh, to me, I think the, the question was answered, was it Brady or Belichick? I think you got to give Brady a lot more credit. They say you can't win without Belichick. Well, he's in the Super Bowl, and Belichick didn't even make the playoffs. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, so give me a final score. Final score, give me the 38-27. Okay. I am going to go the opposite. I don't think that you can beat Patrick Mahomes. Um, passing of the torch? Passing of the torch, you think? This this could be the legitimate passing of the torch. Um, they made an absolute mockery of Buffalo last week, and Buffalo was a very, very strong contender to beat them. Um, other than a real gaff sort of off a punt return there was a fumble and uh, buffalo recovered at the three yard line other than that they barely scored any points um casey was just scoring at ease i think the only way tampa bay is to beat them is they've got to keep casey off the field which i don't think is going to happen and somehow Uh, figure out how to tackle tyreek mill (laughs) give me yeah give me you know i'm gonna go for a bit of a blowout here and say 35 24. Ooh, that's considered a blowout in the NFL? In the Super Bowl. By, by a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I guess, right? 11, 11 in the Super Bowl is pretty big. So I'm going KC 35 24. This is going to be weird for me. Usually I have a, uh, a poker game set up in the afternoon and, you know, the drinks start flowing at around one. And 
everybody brings a little snack and we order some pizza and we usually I was there one year. I was there one year. It was great. We usually wake Anna up around 2 a.m. and she's not too happy about it. So it'll be a (laughs) bit different this time. I think I'm going to set up my poker table, uh, play online and put Ellie's stuffed teddy bears with beers in front of them around the seats and (laughs) And drink all their beers and drink all their beers. You should do it like a little speakeasy, you know, like a, like, like put your, put like some black, you know, construction paper at the door and somebody knocks, you're just going to do the, you know, and just like see who it is. And then we'll just like, it'll be a code word to get in. Everybody has to park on different streets and walk. (laughs) Going right against the law. Hey, right against the law. Speakeasy. Super Bowl speakeasy. All right. Well, I think that's it. All right. We crushed it. Two weeks in a row. Look at us. We're keeners, but we love this. Yes, sir. We'll and one day again. we're going to get to sit to like side by each and face to face and actually do this in person one day. I can't wait, man. This is uh, it's these long, cold winter days that really make me miss my friends and doing regular stuff. But Word. it's, you know, it'll uh, it'll be over before we know it. It will. Anyways, so you guys, you guys listening, uh, you know where to find this podcast anywhere you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Anywhere we're on all those things. So uh, just go look up the Ride and Pine show. Um, you'll see our little logo with the two beers. Just click on that and all of our episodes are there. So go check us out. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, it's at Ride and Pine show right on there. And if you want to, thank you to uh, Lacroix and for Ray's famous Chicago deep dish pizza, make sure to go check them out. And uh, Darcy, you got anything else, buddy? I just got a message from our legal department saying that we do no way condone speakeasy Super Bowl parties. <laughs> Stay safe, my friends. It's this a, will be over. And Darcy safe, did that be with smart. her. We'll have, a, uh, we'll have a Super Bowl party next year. Oh, yeah. Well, Darcy did all that with the air quotes. code name Mahomes anyways all right um peace out buddy and we'll see you next week hey bud have a good week all right you too man cheers peace